Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Pick You. I am here with Jenny and I will have her information linked in the description below, but she's going to give us a quick introduction um, of what she does. Um, she has her real estate license, so I'm super excited to share her and all her tips and tricks with you guys today. So Jenny, if you want to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Yes, I mean, thank you for inviting me on your podcast, first of all. Um, I'm really, really excited to be part of it. <laughs> um, but my my name is Jenny. Um, I've been licensed for about a year and nine months now, almost hitting uh, my two-year mark in real estate. Um, so that's kind of a little bit about me. I am 24, and I'm bilingual, so thankfully I have been able to help a lot of people within my community and being able to you know, kind of full-on gift services, even in Spanish as well. Yeah, and that's super cool. I really like, um, when I see on your Instagram, you're so, like, personal, like, with them, like, with <laughs> your, the people that you help, um, from, like, yeah. little baskets and, like, the signs and stuff. Like, I think it's really cute how hands-on you are. I feel like that makes the world of difference when you actually have somebody who, like, genuinely cares about what they're doing and, like, providing you with the best service. Yes, yes, I, I definitely agree with that. I think, you know, it, it just comes with, you know, genuinely wanting to help people, you know, and I think in anything that you do, and I definitely feel that a thousand percent when I want to help someone, you know, purchase a home or sell a home. So I, I'm thankful that people are able to feel that or see that even within like my social media and everything I'm able to share. Yeah, for sure. And was there... Because me and you kind of go back. We weren't ever yes. super close, but we go way back to, I want to say, like, middle school um, yes. is when we went together at Friendly. But um, from then to now, what kind of made you realize, like, this is what you wanted to do? Like, what made you go that path? Yeah, I feel like kind of, you know, growing up and just kind of the person that I've been, it's always been wanting to, like, help people and, like anyone around me whether you know our close friends people I don't know or just kind of anyone that you know needs anything I kind of want to be that form of like how can I make things better for you or easier for you and no matter what I do um you know I feel like definitely like middle school high school you do get very kind of like you know, the question of like, okay, well, what, what do you want to end up doing? I mean, I'll be honest, I had no idea what I wanted to do after high school. I just, you know, knew that I wanted to go into something that was of service to others, but mm -hmm. didn't know what that actually meant at that time. Um, I, after I graduated, I um, was a mental health assistant, so I was in the mental health field. Um, I worked at Touchstone Mental Health, so I kind of wore a lot of hats in that position in mm -hmm. terms of, like, helping residents who lived on site at the clinic, um, you know, kind of being able to help them become more independent with whatever mental health diagnosis that they had mm -hmm. and, you know, provide medication administration um, kind of updates to their counselors and therapists so I knew that I wanted to go into servicing others right away um, and it's something that I loved and enjoyed um, I did end up going to Century College to get my certificate in mental health assistant mm -hmm. um, and I, then COVID happened which I feel like you know with everyone it kind of was like 
a little shaken up of like, well, what, what are you doing? You know, like, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. It was um, definitely a time where I'm just like, is this something I truly want to go into? And in my heart, I knew that whatever I chose, I knew that it was going to have to revolve again, going back to being service of others. So I did get my real estate license and I knew that even within this industry, a lot of realtors aren't super honest mm-hmm. with their clients or they're not super clear with how the process is. Um, you know, I kind of kind of saw that very early on, even with my mom purchasing her, her first home. Mm-hmm. So I knew that, you know, if I was going to go into real estate, it was I wanted to be, you know, an honest realtor, someone who... You know, you could genuinely share, you know, what the process is and be able to help you and guide you and do things correctly and be very crystal clear of the entire process. And it seems like you really do that. Like with all your posts, everyone always just seems so (laughs) like happy. Like it seems like even I like your little video montages where you kind of like walk us through your day, like really, I feel like helps at least for me to get to know Mm -hmm. you on a personal level. So I guess, like, if people are finding you via Instagram, how cool that is to, like, actually feel connected to your realtor. Because I was looking for a home at one point, and I didn't feel like that at all. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and just definitely, you know, I feel like with with anything, you know, I feel like you – I also put myself in, like, okay, as a client, how, how would I want the realtor that I choose, you know? I want them to genuinely care about, like, you know, my situation at the moment and me as a person and like whatever my goal is, like I genuinely want to feel like understood and like someone who's generally going to help me, you know? So like if I'm able to be that person to any single client, like that, that, that's, you know, more than that's something that brings me beyond joy. Like I just want to be that for anyone. And how has, um, just like you being like a Latina, especially in realtor, how has that affected or if anything, or how has that kind of brought into your style of kind of like decoration? Cause I see you stage stuff, right? Do you kind of take pull or inspiration from your heritage or how do you like stage things? Cause I think that's really like up your alley as far as like creativity wise, you just seem very like hands-on crafty. Yeah, so I think, you know, definitely, I think in a lot of things, you know, um, it, it's it, in an industry where, yeah, it, I feel like it's a, a variety at this point. I don't think it was anything like that it was only male dominance or anything as far as the interest in the industry itself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've had other um, richer friends, you know, kind of both genders. And I do feel like as a Latina, it's kind of, or even just working by myself, you know, mm-hmm. I, I do feel like there is realtors who are in groups and then there are realtors who are, who work independently. For me, what's work best is to work independently because I'm able to hold myself accountable for my workload, my clients, my following up, everything is on me, you know, it's Mm -hmm. kind of like I take responsibility for that. And I do feel that everyone works differently, you know, no matter what you do. Um, So definitely it's been a bit in the beginning, it was a bit hard being an independent agent and just kind of my finding my way of, you know, how, how am I going to go about everything? Um, I know that early on when I first initially got my 
license and my first business cards. I was very, very excited. So I did go to um, Lake Street and Mercado Central, and I greeted everyone who I saw mm-hmm. and introduced myself and kind of was able to share, like, what I, I, I was able to help with, um, shared my business card and kind of, like, putting myself out there, um, I know that it's on me, you know, it's kind of everything is like holding myself accountable, um, definitely being able to, you know, speak Spanish and being able to help people even like with that language barrier mm-hmm. that, you know, not only am I able to help with the language barrier, but for example, when it comes to buying a house, um, you know, a lot of people on our culture or you know being Mexican for example like not everyone has their social mm-hmm. so I'm like okay well is there a way you know early on like can people still buy a house without a social security number and people can I know that um people have their ITIN numbers if they don't have their social security so I right away knew you know like I want to be as informed po- as possible to be able to help you know my people aside from just being a realtor you just gave me the chills because I love that. Like, I really love, especially just in in any culture, but especially with our cultures, um, that you're able to give back in that way. Because I feel like, one, the language barrier in anywhere, like in any situation is just an obstacle in itself. So you being able to speak Spanish, I feel like definitely, one, makes them feel comfortable. And then, two, you, I feel like, are such an honest, genuine person that you do probably go above and beyond to make sure you know okay like what is this or what's a common issue that I see like especially like for Hispanic people of like buying a home so you are like well informed so I think the people that you probably service are just beyond excited and happy to have you because that's amazing that you're able to give back to our community and our people in that way so I'm proud of you I love that for you Um, so is there any tips that you have, whether it be for like first time homeowners or just anyone looking to buy or sell homes? Or I know at one point, um, I was told like, don't buy a car like a year before you're looking to buy a home. I don't know if that's true, but is there any tips or something like do's and don'ts that you recommend for people when they're looking to buy or sell? Yes, I feel like... Well, first of all, like, I'll share my experience in terms of, you know, the idea of buying a house, right? Like, you you, you think about that, say, 18 years old, and you're like, man, that's going to be something that I do later on in life, not something I really need to do now, you know? Like, that idea, I feel like, falls in with, like, later on when I have my life together or I have the money for it, right? Mm -hmm. Because for me, that's what it was, and, like... Buying a house is going to be something that I do way later on when I have so much money saved up, you know, mm-hmm. or, oh, man, like, for something like that, you need to have so much saved up. Um, but I do want to share that um, there is Minnesota Housing, which is a program specifically for first-time homebuyers in Minnesota, um, and they help with up to, like, with combined loans up to a total of almost $17,000 in down payment assistance. So you don't always necessarily have to have 
a certain amount saved up mm -hmm. for our health um, or even have the greatest or most perfect credit. I mean, for that program itself, you simply have to have at least a minimum of 660, I believe. Um, so I feel like it's definitely something that I encourage, um, you know, people who are younger who are like, you know, I don't really need to buy anything right now. You know, you don't even necessarily have to buy a house. A, you can buy a townhome, a condo even. Mm -hmm. And if you even are still roommating with people, I mean, you know, you could even share that mortgage and you're building equity. So the thing with building equity is that, you know, you're buying something and over time, you know, that whatever you're owning is building up money so that later on you can sell it for even more. So I feel, um, you know, my biggest tip will be to kind of not see it as something so far away or an unreachable goal necessarily, but something that is a lot closer than you actually think. Um, and you don't need to be in the most perfect position to buy something. Um, I also, um, I mean, because the first step is to get pre-approved, right? Mm -hmm. So I do work with um, a lender um, who is super great about even creating a game plan in case you do, you know, have like bad credit or like certain student loans or loans themselves to like help you get where you need to be. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, you know, we work really great together in forming that game plan for people. But, you know, I do encourage kind of not seeing it as such an unreachable thing that you can do. It's something that is possible that, you know, it's definitely something that's going to be an investment for you, most of all. Mm -hmm. um, so I do encourage people to, you know, not, not see it as something so far away that it is a possibility and, you know, kind of with rent market as well, you're, you kind of like see the comparables, you know, so it's right. kind of not seeing it as something so far away but something still reachable so what are things then that you would recommend for people who are looking to buy whether it be a home or a condo are there some things that you would tell them to do to prepare um whether it be yeah. to like check their credit or you know other tips Yes, definitely. Um, checking your credit, um, you know, definitely. I know, I mean, even me personally, you know, I'm like, oh my God, your credit, you know, it's, it needs to be most perfect or something that I used to fear, you know, mm -hmm. but it, I think it's very important to understand your credit, understand where you're at with things, like, you know, understand all your expenses and just kind of, you know, not, you know, putting your credit aside, you know, it's something that I feel like we're not really taught much about in school, even about how important it is, you know, and definitely, right. you know, yes, you know, early on, you're going to be invited to so many credit cards, for example, um, I don't recommend to have like so many, because that's, those are just like windows of more debt, you know, it's mm -hmm. definitely like, you know, oh my god, like I can have all these credit cards, you know, but just kind of using them and learning how to use them, sure. you know, and I feel like that's really, really important. Um, I know a lot of people do have car loans, so I mean, it's not always how much you owe of your card. It's almost like lenders look at what you owe monthly. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of, um, you know, kind of just seeing kind of what lenders actually look at. They're mainly going to look at what you pay monthly, not necessarily like your overall debt. Of course, that's going to be a factor, but mm -hmm. necessarily, you know, kind of what, what are your monthly expenses? But I think definitely creating, you know, a savings plan, for example, um, if you do want to save up for your home, it is 
um, you know, kind of more of a positive factor to do. But mm-hmm. again, there is a lot of programs out there for, for first-time homeowners to use. That's super cool. And if you have any links, send them over. I'd love to have them listed. Yeah. I know a lot of people are super excited for this episode and just kind of <laughs> to learn the process of everything. I've had some people reach out to me like, is, is it going to come out on today? And I was like, yes, it is. It will, I promise. <laughs> I'm so excited. And I'm I'm very happy and, and very thankful that you invited me on this because I think it's, you know, like super, I for me, it's always about being real, you know, being right. realistic about like, is, is buying a home something realistic for me? And, you know, it, it is a realistic plan for anyone. It's just a matter of like, when the timing is right for you for you know whatever factors you have in Mm -hmm. your personal life finances or a b and c you know but it is a realistic thing that is possible to do for sure so i had some um people reach out that actually were still in high school and they're like um what if i'm looking to buy you know when i'm 19 or 20 um and they don't have credit do you have any tips for people i i know this might be not up your alley as far as credit um but do you know anything that especially people still in high school can do just to kind of prepare themselves for when they're out of high school and are ready looking to make that investment for themselves Yes, absolutely. I mean, definitely, you know, kind of building up your work history. Like if you're someone who's like, oh my God, I started working at 16, even a part-time job, anything that you're able to accumulate as far as your work history, um, you know, as soon as you are 18, seeing where is going to be the best place to get a credit card to build your credit um, would be a really, really smart thing to do as well. Um, if you are planning to go to college and stuff like that, there are a lot of things that lenders can help guide you in terms of like getting you still pre-approved even with, you know, your college degree or kind of whatever you plan on doing. Um, it's still a possibility. Lenders definitely have ways of, you know, accounting your income, accounting, you know, whatever you have that are you, you're going to do as far as your next step to still get you approved. Um, you know, and definitely kind of like the credit and what they look for is definitely going to be on the lender side. But I do have great lenders that I work with that, you know, are very, very great about creating game plans for you. Um, because I've even had clients, you know, come to me who are like, well, you know, I tried to, you know, apply for a mortgage or a loan and I didn't get approved. And I'm, mm-hmm. and I always ask, did they tell you why though? You know, did they give you a game plan of what, why you weren't approved? So my lenders are super great of telling you, you know, why or giving you actual game plans. So I think, um, you know, super things to prepare for are just accounting for everything that you're doing for now, as far as you know, any jobs that you do have. Um, even when you're applying for a loan, you can still have a co-signer. So if you mm-hmm. do have someone who's able to be your co-signer, you can still use a co-signer for a home loan as well. Yes. That is amazing. And I do know that co-signers definitely help, even like if your credit's bad, right? I mean, that um, if yes. you don't have the best credit, that can still help you get approved just by having that additional person on there. Yes, it does. And even with your pre-approval amount as well, uh, for example, say you were approved and you just wanted to be approved for like a bigger number to look for a little bit more um, of a bigger house or whatever the case is for you, even having a call center will help that pre-approval number as well. Great. And then for um, 
first-time homeowners or just re or anyone buying a home, are there some things that you, um, as a realtor, would recommend that they look out for? I know um, someone had recently told me when I went in for a dentist appointment, actually, they bring this, like, detector that detects for, like, water in the walls or something like that. Is there things that you do, too, to check the homes, like, before you do showings? So as far as us, like, I mean, we're only licensed to be, like, on the realtor side. So, you know, mm-hmm. like, unfortunately, like, I can never, like, say, you know, oh, this house has this because I'm not an inspector, for example. Mm-hmm. So there's, like, a lot of legalities with that. Um, but, for example, I definitely encourage um, inspections if it's something that, you know, I always encourage them, period, because, you know, you're able to learn your home, if that makes sense. So. Mm-hmm. For example, the process is, you know, you, you're approved for an amount, so that means we can go ahead and start shopping for homes within your price range. And um, I always have my clients kind of look, looking, um, you know, for those homes that they want to look for. And then when it comes to, off, you know, sending in an offer, that's where I come in and put that offer together. But I always ask my clients, like, you know, do you want to do an inspection? Inspections are always optional. Um, inspections are some that come out of your pocket as a client that's going to be like the one thing that comes out of your pocket like right away um and usually inspections are anywhere from 300 to 500 dollars that's where an inspector comes in and inspects the entire home that you're um, putting an offer in Mm -hmm. and they give you a full report and that's where that report um i go over it with my clients and we see you know kind of everything everything with the house you know inspectors are there to kind of look at everything wrong with the house as far as leaks like everything as an as an overall so that's where we're able to either you know ask sellers to fix things before the home is being sold to my clients or if we can negotiate a price or even credits but i do always encourage kind of inspections because you're always able to know what you're going to walk into you know because if you don't do an inspection you're almost just buying it as is right and sometimes do those inspections do the um, sellers sometimes fix the things that they find are wrong? Yes, yes. Um, and it's, you know, it's always kind of encouraged to ask for things as far as leaks, anything that's hazardous, as for mm-hmm. example, um, smoke detectors, stuff like that, where, um, you know, we're able to say, hey, like, um, that's where I'll create, for example, an addendum, like, hey, can sellers fix, you know, these things um, prior to our closing date, for example. And then that's where, like, I'm communicating with the listing agent and we're able to, you know, negotiate kind of that's amazing that makes me excited just to purchase a home I don't have one yet but (laughs) makes it a lot more doable or it sounds a lot more doable than I thought before so this podcast has definitely been learning for me so I'm glad that we got to learn all of these just kind of do's and don'ts of purchasing homes Um, Yes, absolutely. One more follow-up question. I know this wasn't on the list that I sent over, um, but when it comes to purchasing, is there sometimes where you would advise people, hey, maybe let's not go for a home and let's go for a townhome, or whether it's Mm -hmm. a condo, or is there something, or how would you decide or help people decide what type of property to buy? 
Yeah, for example, when someone's pre-approved, I always ask, you know, like, what's kind of your, your, what would you like, you know? And mm-hmm. I feel like everyone's situation is so, so different. For example, you know, there is a lot of opinions of like, well, if I'm going to buy a house, I'm going to buy like a full-on house, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I've had clients where I'm like, they're like, well, I kind of want to explore townhomes. And that's where I'll explain the differences. So, you know, as far as condos, you're going to get something similar to, like, renting an apartment, for mm-hmm. example, where you're owning, like, your unit itself, but you're definitely paying a lot less, you know, than you wouldn't rent, and it's something that's yours, um, that you're still able to, like, sell, like, later on. As far as townhomes, every association is going to be different, but with townhomes, you know, you're mainly taking care of and responsible for, you know, like the inside of like your home. And then the association, for example, will be in charge of like outdoor stuff like, you know, snow removal kind of you know mowing your lawn and stuff like that so and some some clients will be you know that's what I want I don't want to take care of like an outside Mm -hmm. stuff like you know I don't want a house for that reason but I want a townhome that's where it'll be an advantage for them um but with townhomes there are additional fees that are added to your monthly mortgage for example for for those services Mm -hmm. but every every fee is going to be different you know but that's something you know I'll go over with my clients once we're looking at the townhome and then as far as you know your your home your your actual house you are fully responsible for you know your outside maintenance um your entire house as a whole so it's kind of a matter of what my clients are wanting but that's a conversation we have very early on so that I'm able to understand you know like their needs their wants and you know what's going to be kind of the best fit for them that's super cool so it really just depends on the person then Yes, you know, and just kind of depending, like, what you want to purchase and, you know, like, the price range is definitely going to reflect what you want as well, but I feel like, you know, it's also another thing I will always share is, you know, your first home is not always going to be your dream home. That's Mm -hmm. not always going to be the case. Is it a case for some people? Yes, it is, you know, realistically, but I feel like it's never, you know, it's a very good realistic idea to go into it. Like, you know what, this isn't going to be my, like, dream forever home but it's going to be my startup and you know building you know equity for myself and actually having it be like my first investment yeah I think that is too something that a lot of people need Mm -hmm. to keep into perspective I know when I first started looking my head was like I just need to find the perfect move-in ready home and Mm -hmm. my head was very much set on that as opposed to thinking like oh this is cute but I'd like knock something off the list because I didn't like one thing so think kind of just going into the process with one things can be fixed and two it might not be your forever home but I love that but I think that is all the questions I have for you is there anything else that you want to go over that you feel like us as the listeners should know about you know the market or you know how we can contact Uh, you if they're looking to get in touch with you yeah absolutely I mean I um if anyone has any questions, even a consultation, I mean, those are, are free. My consultations, you know, we're able to, like, talk even about a game plan. doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to start the process right then and there if you don't wish for. Um, but you're able to definitely contact me anywhere. I'm 
on Instagram, sold by Jenny. Um, I do have my like, website that I recently kind of built up and is in the works. And you're able to create a contact form in there. And I'm able to reach you if that works better for you. Or even my phone number is also on my social media. And just just kind of know, like, you know, what's going to be the best fit. It's never too early to even create a game plan for yourself. Um, you know, I always even welcome families to come with, like, to tag along with you if you're, like, looking for a house, you know. Like, sometimes I've had clients that are like, well, can my mom take along? Like, of course they can, you know. they If you want them to be part of that, you know, they're always more than welcome to as well. Um, in the market that we're in right now, it's still, we're still on a seller's market, meaning that we don't have so much inventory. So we definitely have, like, a lot more um you know buyers and we do have homes as far as inventory but that doesn't mean that you know we're not going to find a home for you um you know i've still had clients like win in multiple offer situations um every city is different as well that's another thing um so you know definitely choosing your realtor who is going to be knowledgeable was able to gonna who's going to be able to explain everything thoroughly for you and teach you of how the market is going and, you know, be your best guide. Well, thank you so much. And I will have all of Jenny's information linked below. That way you can connect with her. Um, definitely follow her socials. Even if you're not looking to buy as of yet, she just has so much positivity on her page. I love watching your stories. <laughs> But I appreciate that. I really appreciate you coming on and just sharing all the knowledge that you have for everyone who really doesn't know the ins and outs because I feel like that market is just something that we are not taught about. It's something that mm-hmm. a lot of people our age don't have a lot of information or even understand like the process of buying a, a house or you know know what credit is. So I really appreciate you coming on and being willing to talk about that with us today. Absolutely. And again, thank you. I was very, very excited to be on your podcast. And, you know, you do a really, really great job in your previous podcast that I was listening to. And, you know, thank you for inviting everyone that you invite to be able to like share what they do or, you know, whatever the reason is that you're inviting people. So thank you as well. well thank you so much. <laughs> and then I did want to come and thank my listeners. I wouldn't be able to record podcasts and have the following and support that I do if it wasn't for you guys. So your little comments and swiping up to the stories definitely help keep me motivated. Um, I am going to be changing if you haven't noticed yet. Um, I just realized I didn't announce it in my podcast, but I will be releasing episodes every other Sunday. I know it's not originally what I had intended for, but, um, I have a little personal projects that I am working on, so life's definitely picking up, but I don't want to give up on the podcast. Um, So I will be back with some more great content for you guys soon, and follow my socials if you want to stay tuned with my journey. So thank you guys so much, and I love you.